For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We were having some technical difficulties before the show, and uh, I had to take my headphones off because Lofa and I wouldn't stop talking about the game, and I refused to waste any of it before we got on the show. I'm a man of the people, Lofa. We have to give the people our true opinions. I don't want to waste them before we're recording. Yeah, but I, my opinion's not going to change that much. Is yours? No, it's not going to change. I'm just I, like, it's always better, you know, more passionate and better the first time around. I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to well, give people warmed over leftovers, you know, like some leftovers are better out of the fridge, but some aren't. Any good actor knows the show must go on. So that's true. You know, that's now a good that point. I've joined the club. I feel like I could deliver whenever I need to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, okay. But, but, but tip though especially if you're acting on camera, all they need is the one take. So, you know, you, ah, true. you don't want to waste it for like 20 takes. You know, you got to save it for that one. You know what I mean? Like a surprise party. We wasted a good surprise on you. Hey, speaking of takes, I told you I was going to say something random in the cold open. We, Katie, producer Katie and I were having this conversation on our morning radio show. Are you aware that without the movie Rudy, and I know your feelings about Rudy and Notre Dame, Without the movie Rudy, there might not be any Iron Man or any Marvel Universe at all. Are you aware of that fact, Lofa Tatupu? Favreau and Vaughn teaming up there? That's right. That's where they met on the set of Rudy. Then they do Swingers. Favreau gets recognized as a director. Yada, 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 on down the line. He directs Iron Man and then Marvel Universe and da-da-da. So thank you, Notre Dame and Rudy Rudiger. Isn't that what you want to say, Lofa? Mm, no, I want to thank Hollywood, the actors, everyone that made it come to life. Uh-huh. Rudy was offsides. I've said oh, that before. Oh, 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 shots fired. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But that, you know, I, I really believe those two, they were meant to meet up anyways. They would have found a way mm-hmm. to bring us swingers and all the other great movies they have. So, um, you know, Made is a classic. Yeah, that's true. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. They would have made it. They would have found a way to make it happen. Um, Hey, speaking of offsides, we're going to have to talk about this game. Yeah. Um, uh, Before we do, though, officially start the show, just a word from you on what it was like to be back at Lumen with the fans and all of that kind of stuff, because you were there in person. Oh, it was incredible, man. Um, Let's start with the positive, then we'll start the show. All the negative. (laughs) I mean, it was rocking. It was loud. Yeah. Um, every, the 12 showed up in full force. Um, it was things felt back to normal for, for a little bit there. And um, it was incredible. And I mean, a beautiful day. And uh, and we and we started off hot. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and, and then we'll did get to feel, the rest. Did it feel as loud as the old days? Because, I, you know, on TV, it was it was it didn't feel as loud. I got to say on the broadcast, maybe that was just the CBS broadcast, but. Yeah, it was. Was it as loud? Yeah, it was. It was probably just the broadcast. It was loud, man. And I mean, you could see that it was really having an effect on on the game. Whereas opposed, to like you know, last year when yeah. everyone could get to a, a perfect play because they knew the defense and 
there was no noise, right? Yeah. So um, you saw it give them some troubles uh, trying to adjust and get to, uh, they had to go to hand signals. And even every time, like, you know, Henry would ask them, hey, what's the play? Like, you know, running up to Tannehill. So it definitely, definitely different than, uh, than last year. You know, speaking of the broadcast, and our listeners can email us, seahawkspod at gmail.com. I don't like when the Seahawks are on CBS. You were at the game, so you didn't have to worry about it, but I was watching on TV and like, CBS coverage is just not as good. I don't know. The announcers weren't as good and they don't do enough replays. There was a lot of like weird, tricky, uh, like the Julio Jones thing. They, they played a bunch, but there were other t- times where there'd be a penalty or something and they wouldn't play it. And then also they jinxed our Seahawks about a million times. I don't know. Did they? You go they say? Bro, they started the broadcast by saying, the Seahawks have the longest active home opening winning streak in the NFL. It stands at 12 games. They're going for their 13th. Russell Wilson will be going for his landmark 100th win today also. I was like, oh, there's two jinxes in a row. <laughs> you know, then they put up a graphic showing Russ cooking in the first quarter with him like flipping burgers and they're talking about Russ oh, cooking. And I was no. like, dude, from the first quarter, I was like, this is going well, but we're doomed. I can just tell. And it's CBS's fault. They threw the whammy on us, huh? <laughs> they did. All right. That out of the way. Do you want to start the show? Our let's, show? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. All right. Hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. On song three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catch. That's great football now! It's gonna work now, let's keep playing. Who's got my best? I got your best! Triple plant, thunder, all one, ready, please. Russell looking, Russell scrambling, pump faking, still looking, now he spins out. We got a five, baby! 35 40, down the far sideline, he's still moving, he's gonna go! Yes! on the Believe Sports Network. I'm lifelong Seahawk fan, Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks All-Pro legend, linebacker Lofa Tatupu. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. It's going to be okay. <laughs> All right. We're gonna, I'm here for you. We're going to get through this together, everybody. <laughs> you guys can email us anytime at seahawkspod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at Believe in Seahawks. Also, on our social media, we are going to be doing something all season long. Uh, we're doing a giveaway. It's a challenge. It's a contest. Uh, it's a it's a raffle, sort of. It's the final score prediction challenge. Uh, intern Brian, our social media guy, will be putting up a, a graphic on Instagram or something like that. So you got to be following us over there. And he will ask for you guys to predict the final score of the upcoming Seahawk game, whichever one it is. And if you nail it in our comment section on Instagram, if you are correct, right on the number, we will buy you a bona fide authentic Seahawks jersey of your choosing, even a custom one. I'll, if someone nails it, Ooh. Lofa, I'll pay for them to put whatever they want on the back of it. Our gift to you from the Seahawks podcast here on the Believe Sports Network. I just know we're going to be giving away 16 jerseys now. Uh, Dude, our, our listeners are smart, man. But like or, this or is 15. A is it 15 left? <laughs> Listen, how many times have we predicted games? We haven't got one right yet, but our listeners. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's, you know, we've not even come. Well, I came close last week. I think I had the, the teams flipped. 
you know, you came, but, you came very close, but, uh, you know, we'll see yeah. how people do out there and, uh, look, we'll try that. We'll try it this week. And if it costs us a fortune, we won't ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 people, 10 people hit this in the first week. <laughs> Yahtzee. Uh Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. But, uh, anyway, very cool. That's cool. Um, on today's episode of the Seahawks podcast, guys, the Seahawks forgot that there are two halves to a football game and I'm pissed. And we'll see what Lofa has to say. But before before we get into all of that, speaking of paying for this thing, betonline.ag, our wonderful sponsor, uh, they are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams go back for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. Uh, they got all kinds of uh, – well, obviously, they got all the odds for you guys over there, but they got over-unders, prop bets, different contests. BetOnline is the number one source for everything football. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for their app today and receive a – are you ready for this? Drum roll, everybody. That's a one-handed drum roll because I'm holding it. Thank you, producer Katie. A 100% welcome bonus. When you use our promo code LOFA. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Oh, no. Wait a second. Stop the show, everybody. The promo code LOFA, and I'm so sorry because I left you hanging on this. Not preparing you. I apologize. The promo code is actually NFL100. NFL 100. I'm sorry, my man. I guess I just got fired from my job. Bro. No, no, you're fine, dude. It was my fault. It was my fault. I didn't bring it to the film session. I didn't bring it to the meeting room. I'm sorry. It's my bad. I didn't prepare. I separation the preparation man i'm sorry (laughs) that online uh your online sportsbook experts all right lofa (sighs) the seahawks lose the home opener to the titans 33 to nothing there are losses and then there are losses and this one sucked um i think a lot of fans I uh, think, you know, I, look, I've been watching Twitter, man. People are freaking out. I People think this can cost us more than one game. I mean, dude, it, that was a choke, man. I'm sorry. I think a lot of our darkest fears about this team were realized in one game. I'm on the edge, Lofa. What are your thoughts? And are you going to save me or are you with me? No, man. There was a lot of good to be seen in that game, right? Now, how it ended, I'm just saying. That the oh, offense, I'm, I, listen, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. just Offense over 30 points. Defense was strong. They did get worn down, um, right? And, you know, so uh, just the the thing that I can't get over is the penalties, and we'll get to it, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get there, man. But in general, you – I mean, come on, man. That was a choke. That was a choke. Uh, You're up by 15 at halftime. Uh, Low foot, the two poo. Come on, man. I, okay, well, I, I give the Titans credit, right? Okay, right. But – I will say maybe we helped them out a little more than they did to actually win the game themselves, right? Okay. That up there. I'm not going to say we choked. Okay, well. I'm I, not going to agree I, that we choked. Listen, I, for my money, man, if you take a 15-point lead into the halftime locker room, I mean, this is the worst loss after a lead like that at, at halftime in, since like 2004 or something like that, I think I read. I think we were 50, when they're up like that at halftime, they usually, you 52 know. 52-0. And so now we are 52 and one. I mean, 
Yuck. So uh, let's get into specifics, though. Russell Wilson and uh, offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, like I said, CBS wanted to say Russ cooking and all of that, and they were not cooking on Sunday, at least in the second half. Um, Russ's numbers were good, man. Like fantasy football wise, stats wise, if you look at Russell's stat line, 22 of 31 for 343 and two touchdowns, no, no interceptions. You'd think that's a Seahawk win, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And Russ, and Russ bald. That's not, that's not uh, the whole game. Like, yeah. Okay. So I understand, you know, how it ended, you know, the overtime and, you know, the fourth, like when he barely had the ball. You know, and so that's also something um, that, you know, we got to get off the field on, on defense. And, yeah. um, but I don't, as a defender, we always took, if, if the offense gave us 17 or more points, yeah. we always blamed ourselves for the loss. And I know that's, you know, what guys like Bobby and, you know, they're, they're taking the loss upon them. Um, it, but there's no finger point going on. It's just, uh, that's something internal. You're like, man, they get offense did enough. They put up enough points. And, um, you know, we just got to get off the field is how I would look at it if I was a defender. Uh, Look, I mean, maybe there's no finger pointing in the locker room and that's a good thing. But here on the radio show, I know like, look, we got the footage of it. There's the deep ball to Tyler Lockett. Right. Uh, Let's look at that. First of all, let's let's. Oh, yeah. Take a deep breath for a second, because there there, you know, there were some amazing throws, like I said, especially the first half. I mean, Russell was on fire, you know. Yeah. Let's Uh, zone in on this. Yeah. Let's check it out here. Um, we going? No, the most active head coach. Okay, okay, here we, here we go. go. Uh, yeah. So, if, take us through this. First ten midfield. You got the play action right there. Holds mm-hmm. the the you know. Yeah, this is the one over the shoulder. And I mean, coming down with that, if that ball is actually led just a little more in front, that's a touchdown. Like that's uh, that's how. That behind the coverage he was. Yeah, um, this is the first big throw. And then yeah. this is him. You know, he gets off Scott Free, gets right into his route, stacks the defender. Like the, the guy doesn't even have a chance other than the fact that he has to slow down for the ball. So, um, you know, this is what, you know, is that, that Carson in the backfield? You know, he can hold that second level, you know, and put all the pressure on the safeties where it's like, okay, I have no underneath help. So if he, if Tyler Lockett catches that in front of me, I still have to make an open field tackle. And that's incredibly hard to do, as we saw from his other pass when he split the two defenders. Yeah, yeah. No, the yeah, the you can almost hear this uh, safety here. I don't know who I can't see who that is. Thirty there. You can almost hear his inner monologue. She's like, as Tyler's running at him, he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly like, what it is. You gonna go? And, like, no, no, stop. That's Tyler's choice there, right? Does he have a two-way go on that? You think? Well, you see Bayard right here um, trailing. I gotta believe that Bayard start initially inside so they're going to put that ball outside the numbers and that's why i wouldn't really call this an over or underthrown ball or anything he's just throwing it away from where see where the help was it was right there next to him and uh so the sideline you're just trying to keep it inbounds and let tyler go track it down well okay i mean obviously that's a great play and it calms you down a little bit but uh, it was almost like we would. It was almost like the offense would score too quickly on these like long bombs and these open plays, and then put the defense right back out there. And it's like, like you were saying, the defense got worn down. And, and I bring up Russ's stats, and he's got the big yards, and we had a lot of huge plays. But it's like almost maybe too good sometimes. Like, uh, well, the, I mean, the damned if you do, like, damned if you don't. I'd rather have them hold the ball for six minutes there rather than scoring. No, and then not score. No, there's no such no, thing no, no, as scoring no, too quickly. 
Bro, I'm just saying that in and terms of how often the defense had to go out there, you don't think that was a factor in the game? Just sort of the serendipity of how fast the offense would score sometimes? It was weird. We were scoring like every two seconds, but for some reason we lost the damn game. Well, if that's a problem, it's a good problem to have. And so what I'm saying is, as a defender, I'm going out there and I'm going to get off the field. How about you know? the three and outs in the second half, though? Come on, we got to get into the second half because in the second half, the offense took a – I don't know. They just – I don't know what happened in the second half of the yeah. offense. Well, I mean, look, this was something I was concerned about when we played the Colts. The defense was out there for 73 or 74 plays. We were out there for 82 this time. Now, yeah. it goes hand-in-hand hand with we need – some offense, you know, to, you know, like you're saying, like, oh, did they score too quick? You can't score too quick. They sc- we scored. You know how hard it is to score in the NFL? Dude, so as a defender, we have to stop them. And dude, this no. is where, huh? I'm not saying we shouldn't score or anything like that. I don't want to get any emails from everybody out there going, yeah. oh, Brett thinks we shouldn't score. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're watching the, ge- the game as a whole, the timing of when we scored allowed the Titans to keep running the ball and using their play action because they have a bunch of time left on the clock to do whatever the hell they want with it. Very true. But yeah, they did. They I think it was 23 or something rushes in the second half. It's like, but that's okay. When you're down by 15, when do you I, see team running the ball down by 15? I, that That's the sign of a very confident team. If they believe that they can, uh, run the ball that long without the clock wearing out so that also goes with okay we didn't get anything going on offense now this is the only thing i was a little concerned of last week you know we were we had a donut in the third quarter we did score outscore uh indy in the fourth seven to six but um you know the ability to make an adjustment is something we have yet it's only two games so i'm not going to freak out but the the adjustments is something that we're going to need to see from Shane and that offense and yeah. Russ, you know, going forward because yeah, I mean, well, let's oh, no, well, hold on. Let's talk about Russ there for a second because okay. look, dude, come on. I, the stats are awesome. He's our guy, but look, mm. Pete even called him out at the, at the post game press, which, which Pete doesn't, I, he called him out a little bit. He flat said that he thought Russell Wilson should have taken the underneath quick throw to the back on the first play of overtime rather than trying to go deep to Tyler Lockett. I don't remember Pete really questioning Russell's decisions like that. And if you're asking me, I agree with Pete. Get yourself that six, seven yards. Stay ahead of the chains. Why are we – dude, that overtime series from our offense was pathetic. And we almost lost the game on a safety, on a walk-off safety, because Russell Wilson's retreating 17 yards in overtime when we finally get the ball back. The defense goes out there, does their job, gives you the ball back, and then – that's what we get from our offense. There, look so, at a picture of that. So I mean, we're just on. gonna dismiss the two other Dilford dimes that Russ threw to lock it on deep hey, overs when the I'm underneath was like, wide open. He's the face of the franchise. the The narrative is out there that if you give Russell Wilson the ball at the end, he's gonna make magic with it, and that was not magic on Sunday. And well, it, it, I'm not just gonna be a homer. I, I got it out. I want to take it back to two series before overtime, where what did we run the ball? Six straight times. I mean, throw the ball six straight times. Where where is the run game is the only concern for me. Well, that, that's they, that's all. This is all part of my question. That's, that's half offense. What yeah. happened? Well, you know why didn't you know? Obviously, we didn't really need it. You know, but coming out of the third quarter, you would figure they'd go right to it to try to shorten the game, right? Even if you, even if you just run it six straight times those last two series, 
I don't know if they have enough time to come back at the very end. They're well, definitely at least they're definitely not going to run the ball because they're worried about a running clock, right? Well, what do you think about on the broadcast? One of the commentators said that uh, the Seahawks or Russell Wilson or in their meetings leading up to that week, somebody said something about how Russell has the whole playbook at the line of scrimmage. Do you think Russell's checking out of runs to passes that become incomplete and they're leading to these three and outs? Like, there's got to be some reason that they're not sticking with the run and Pete seems frustrated. You know he wants to run the damn ball. I don't know. I do have to go back and look because I don't. I don't remember those six plays completely. But yeah. um, you know, just got to take some time off, and that's something that will be corrected if it is at his uh, disposal, so to speak. The whole playbook at the line of scrimmage. All right. Well, let's move on. What about DK Metcalf, man? Uh, a lot of questions being asked. A lot of articles being written. I mean, what happened to DK Metcalf on Sunday? He seemed a little too pumped up. Um, Pete Carroll's. <laughs> quote I'll, I'll find it for you i mean he just talks about how like it was hard for dk to find the flow of the game early he thought he was mm-hmm. too excited to you know i just i don't know something to prove or i don't know what it was what was up with you, the I, on Sunday? you know and taking a look back like at the time i didn't think anything of it but just across the field old number 11 uh aj brown his 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 best friend from uh, college. Right. Those are the two of the best in the NFL right now. And Julio's right there, too, another guy that these guys look up to. So I wonder if there was something in terms of pressure because, yeah, DK didn't look like himself, but A.J. Brown dropped like three that he never right. drops. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Every all It just felt like – I mean, look, it's the home opener. They're mm-hmm. pumped to play in front of the 12s. It's loud in there. I totally get it. But for DK, it's like – Sometimes with him in these big games, I feel like, and this happened last year and it has happened to him before where like, if he's going against like Jalen Ramsey, for example, remember, Uh like people try to get in his head and I think he kind of lets them a little bit. And it's kind of frustrating as a fan because it's like, dude, everyone wants to take a swing at the biggest guy in the bar, you know, and DK Metcalf is the biggest guy in the bar all the time. And he's getting everybody's best shot. And, you know, he puts himself out there. He's got the dyed hair and the, he wears the crop tops and the pictures of him with the muscles. And you know what I mean? Like, so he, he kind of makes himself that target, but then he lets them get in his head and it, it doesn't lead to his best games. No. And I don't know. I think that's something, you know, he'll find though. Cause um, it's just, first of all, we're not allowed to be taunting. Right. We'll get to that, but right. Yeah. We're gonna so, get to the referee. yeah. But um, yeah, I think maybe there was, maybe put a little too much pressure on himself. Uh, you know, like that was just very uncharacteristic him and AJ, especially like I've never seen him drop that many passes. Yeah. He said, uh, Pete Carroll, I got the quote here. He said uh, about DK, he said, I think he was trying really hard early. It happened in both games where he was really trying to find tempo and be competitive uh, and find the competitive makeup of the game. He needed to calm down a little bit. He was uh, a little trying too hard. He was just really working hard. I mean, really working hard. And sometimes it goes too hard. That's such a Pete Carroll quote. Oh, my. (laughs) But uh, Pete agrees with me, I think. Uh, DK needs to calm down a little bit. Um, And, you know, man, I mean, look, it's his, what, third year in the league, Mm -hmm. right? And it's DK is great. We love DK. But, dude, let's go put in some big monster games and big monster numbers and you know, play like an all pro before we just start acting like an all pro all of the time. And like, let's, let's not get into these 
physical stuff on the sidelines and getting flags and unnecessary penalties and holding calls. And let's just go out and set monster receiving number games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll right. get back to it. It's all right. All right. All right. Well, that's my bit on DK. How about Chris Carson, dude? Because here's, here's where we talk about running the rock only 13 carries for 31 yards. And I think that headline right there says it all WTF man. I'm with you on that one. That is an absolute weapon, you know, that, I mean, amongst the best in the league. And I believe he's 15 to 20 touches minimum a game. I think that is the recipe for success. And that is what opens up all the throws to DK and Lockett. And so uh, 13 carries, I don't know how many, you know, he's, he's dangerous out of the backfield as a receiver. So we, he needs to be more involved. I mean, that, he didn't get enough of those, in my opinion. We have to watch Tennessee dump it off over the middle for uh, that's dude. It kills the Seahawks. We I don't know man. why that kills us all the time. But why can't we do that? I don't understand. I, I don't know. <sighs> I'll I'll write into Shane and see what's going on. Right in, man. Well, what about, and also Alex Collins, man. I mean, one carry and he gets yeah, it twenty yards, yards or whatever. <laughs> never hand it to him again. Nah, they'll be expecting it. Let's, let's, let's not hand him the ball ever again. No, but that, that's what drove me nuts is like, okay, try, you just try to mix it up and give him some runs. Like, cause, uh, get, I mean, that would eat up at least two minutes of clock in those two drives. Yeah. You know, and, or, or waste some timeouts. And I promise you, they don't keep running it because they're going to take some shots because they're like, all right, we got to score one quick. And the fact that they were able to, to, to hit a 60 yarder was what, you know, made them confident. Like, all right, let's stick with it. Let's just keep grinding and wearing them down. Yeah, yeah. We got to run the ball more, man. I know I know you agree. Um, if you haven't heard, balance is a good thing, like running the ball and passing the ball. Let's talk about our friends at Balance 7. We'll this we'll like play. an opportune time. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Balance7.com is where you go to get Balance 7. Use our promo code. Did it change or is it the same? <laughs> it's the same believe b-l-e-a-v yeah to get uh ten dollars off their 32 ounce bottle the bottle lasts 11 days which is the perfect amount of time to start feeling the ph balancing work that's the thing like you got to give this thing some time to help balance out your system get rid of the alkaline the acid and all that get your ph in balance man it's balance7.com use our promo code it worked for us it can work for you to balance7.com. All right. Seahawks had it fourth and one. Then Jay jumped off sides. My question, Lofa, if you're going to mm-hmm. go for it on fourth and one to keep the ball, to put the game away, to take more time off the clock, why not just go for it on fourth and five? You got Russell Wilson. Oh, no, because that's, that's four more yards than you needed. And that's like, a, I don't know. The, we have to check the uh, analytics on that, but I don't know how much easier, harder it is to get that. Look, I understand that it's harder. I'm just saying you get you pick up that first down there and you basically put the game away the same way Baltimore did to the Chiefs that night. I know theirs was a fourth and one. Ours became a fourth and five. You could mm. talk about that if you want to. But I'm just kind of saying, like, you you cannot give the ball back to these teams and then play in these prevent defenses and hope to win games late. It's It drives me insane. And I know it's not exactly a prevent defense, but you know what I mean. Not with that attitude, Brett. I, but buddy, buddy, you got to be able to pick up a fourth and five. Come on. Come hey, on. DK, I, I'm going to let you take this one. From the slot? I'm going to let you take this one. 
what about the tight ends? Where was Gerald Everett? Where have all the tight ends gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Disley, where, where are they? All right. What happened on that fourth and one? Talk to me about it. I I don't know, man. I <laughs> Who knows? Someone got off sides? What are you going to do? Now, when it's, it's so much harder to get fourth and five. Like it's, and so I'm not mad at what went down and it's, is what it is, man. You live to play another day. We had another opportunity. How do you jump off sides on offense on fourth and one late in the game? Mm. Now that is more the, you know, can we prevent this going forward? Cause that's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like as a paid professional to do something as, you know, I'm not going to say easy in the heat of the battle, but what should be easy, stay on sides, not get a penalty. Uh, I, I don't know how that happens. Well, it leads me to talk about other bad penalties. Which one was your least favorite? Oh, now here we go, because I hated them all. From? This is Yeah, this is when I was a player or as, as, a, as a coach. This is what really pissed me off, was just unnecessary. What well, we had, 10 for 100. Um, the taunting, I, I didn't think was terrible. Like, That's he got to be flexed. The, the DJ Reed? Yeah, I didn't yeah. think that was terrible. Um, you know there's some jarring going back and forth, people talking trash, but they, they're going too far with, oh, with it, that. Dude, it, it wasn't terrible by DJ Reed, but it was a terrible penalty at a terrible time. And, yeah, you know, extended the drive. Ball. Yeah. A terrible call in our opinion. Obviously, we're yeah. on the Seahawks side, but dude, yeah. You sent a letter from the league that says that this is a point of emphasis this year. Knock yeah. it off, everybody. Seahawks, are you gonna get one of these a game and cost the team 15 yards? Stop yeah. it. Just the stop. um the ones that really grinded my gears though. So coming around the corner, I didn't think Jamal's he was there so quick. It was bang bang. I don't think his the roughing the passer pass. was that bad. But if they call it, it was a penalty, right? But yeah, I thought it was helmet to helmet. It was helmet to helmet. And I thought when when Kandichi came around on his roughing the passer, I thought more like not only the hit, you know, it was a hard hit, um, and it was up towards the head. But also he kind of like stood over him. I thought he was gonna get a taunting on top of that. I, I thought was so like, too. I was like, oh man, just just back up. But you yeah. know, yeah. But the one that was really hard to take was my man Jordan Brooks uh, on the tight end. Guy catches it. I don't know. Maybe the guy gave him a stiff arm and he lost sight of where they were on the field. That is a realistic possibility. But at some point, when you hear your coaches or you, you see you're running into a crowd of people, you know it's not the pile at the line of scrimmage. And like that's where it's like, dude, there's at least three yards out of bounds. Like, you know, at some point, you just got to pull up. Yeah. So that one, which – Extended well, drive. And then, and then he got pulled the next he got set. series. Yeah. They benched him. And that and this is something that Pete hasn't done in the past. So, yeah, that one that one was the one Pete really concentrated on in his in his words after the game and stuff. And uh was that penalty. That one I think is the one that made him the most upset. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like that's not a bang bang thing. That's like drawn out. Mm-hmm. People on the sideline are yelling, all right, hold you know, hold up, hold up, like hold them up. Like don't don't throw them down. Yeah. So it's like the fact that he still did it is kind of like mind boggling. Like we're just like, wait a minute. Like I, I have to though be the kind of get off my lawn old school football fan for a second too, and just kind of say, like, what's going on with the NFL a little bit? Like I understand all about player safety. Everybody's making big money and big contracts, but there's all the new stuff which I didn't really realize was going on about the 
the once you get outside the tackle box, there's no more cutting the linemen and or, stuff. Or and, outside in, yeah. Can you talk about how that's changed the game a little? Because I didn't even realize this was happening. And not like I want anyone cut at the knees and hurt and all that, mm-hmm. but it's just really changed the game, and I didn't really realize this was happening. I mean, they keep coming up with new ways to play football. And it's like there was, <laughs> you know, there was like several ways. It was acceptable before. I mean, I had a guy throw at my knees and the other guy come from over the top. Like it hit me from the other direction in the head. And I mean, it was like, so like, I understand that, but right. just a cut block, it's, you know, I welcome the cut block because I could get off of it pretty easily. Um, but well, and the other way too, where the DBs and stuff, they're, they're, the, the DBs are having to stand up against, you know, Dwayne Brown pulling around the outside. They, yeah. It's a little, I don't know. It's made this, the screen game, like, look at how effective that was against us. Uh, the yeah. Rain and well, stuff. It's, yeah. Tennessee's. Tennessee's always been a good screen team, but I know what you're saying. If you if the big guys don't even have to worry about um, the the secondary coming and cutting them, because that's what you know, especially when they pull two and three guys around the corner, you, right. you can go you can go take out two guys, just split split the middle of that wedge, and then now you're gonna get a guy or two guys on defense to tackle the running back by himself. Yeah, it's 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 changed it up. I I don't know. I and the the taunting thing, the the unsportsmanlike uh, the emphasis on that. Can I just I far be it for me, but can I just say like I these penalties that have nothing to do with football drive me insane. Like yeah. if, if if a guy gets up and throws a ball at a guy or spits in a guy's face or you know kicks someone or whatever, we all know what unsportsmanlike and whatever is. Yeah, getting up and quickly yelling like oh yeah as you like. Yeah, flex. Give me a break. That was yeah. not that was not egregious. By I mean, me. yeah, you're not always in your right mind when you're out there playing. I'm you know, trying to tackle a guy 20 miles an hour. Like you're I not always rationally thinking. I don't <laughs> want to see non-football stuff decide football games. It drives me absolutely, crazy. absolutely um, kills me. Um, let's talk about our the one bright spot though for me, or one of the biggest bright spots is our guy Tyler Lockett. We'll just go back to it. Again. <laughs> Can we just see the? Can we just see it again? Can we just see it? Again? Oh, I wish we had the other clip. Because Tyler Lockett, I mean, he's just already having a season. Yeah. You're talking. Forget about Russ cooking. We need to. We need to bury that thing anyway. It's been a jinx for a while now. Let's get rid of it. I'm sick of the national media talking about it. Tyler Lockett is cooking. He's the man. Eight yeah. receptions, 178 yards, one TD. There's this pass again. Oh, well, I mean, the other one, and I'll just talk you through the other one. He runs this very similar route, a deep over where the corner's got to stay with him all the way across. The safety came over to help. So Russ does have to squeeze the ball underneath and in between the two coverages. And while he beats the corner, he knows the safety is coming over the top to just make the hit. He catches the ball, and I talked about his spatial awareness. So the whole time he's looking for the ball, that guy's got a chance to hit him. And as soon as he catches, he puts the brakes on and backpedals. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. Just starts backpedaling, and these two defenders crash over the top and allows him to go another 30 yards for the touchdown. It's absolutely insane. Well, we've talked about how his kind of like mild-manneredness might not get him the sort of like publicity and like national attention that he should get. But, man, he is like – as good as any wide receiver in the NFL, if not better. He's just, we're so lucky to have Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler Lockett. Absolutely. Um, back to the live reads, my man. Play Action Sports. Exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most. This is about office pools, everybody. If you've got office pools, Play Action 
officepools.com is where you want to go to set them all up. You can also join our uh, office pool, so to speak, that we got going on around here at Believe. Just find the Believe uh, football pick them. It's free to join and you can win electric sunglasses or a pair of DC shoes each week if you win um, at the Believe football pick them at playactionpools.com. Um, so check us out over there, playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. Um, another bright spot, and we'll get to the defense because we've been talking too much offense. Bobby Wagner, 16 tackles, four assists, and one monster of a sack. I know we have the video of that. We there can we get go. that up and running as you talk about our man Bob. Hey, man. Right? Exactly, man. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 20 tackles. Like I mean, a, uh, franchise record, which I don't know if anybody knows, he just um, only beat his own franchise record of 19, so... Uh, Kudos to my man, Bobby. Is that? Oh, it's at the end of the scene. Talking about we, the play is probably at the end. And, and I mean, just a true pro in his uh, in his press conference. You know, they're like, "Hey, Bobby, you broke the franchise record," which I don't. I doubt he even knew it was his own, but I did. And uh, so he goes, "Yeah, but we lost." And so that's where you know I'm saying the mentality of this team. Oh, there he is, and you don't get to see it, but he comes screaming off a stunt and uh, huge third down. Forced the field goal, really got the perfectly. Yeah, um, you know, thank God we didn't get a taunting penalty, right? He he flexed those guns, right? Well, but yeah, but he's running the other way. I think yeah. you know, Bobby Wagner can do almost anything you want, I would imagine. But that third down pass breakup right there was incredible too. Can, but, can I ask you though, uh, Bobby? He's the captain, right? Mm-hmm. Captain of the defense. So we talk talk about some of these silly penalties. Mm-hmm. What do you do as a captain when these when these kinds of things happen? Is there anything behind the scenes that goes on? Yeah, I mean, you encourage them to, you know, try to play a little smarter before you really get after them. And, you know, like you got to find out, is this is this a problem? Mm-hmm. Is this guy a serial taunter? You know, <laughs> is he a serial holder? I mean, it's like you find that out. And then, of course, like, you know, the powers that be like if uh but you you talk to him as a captain as a leader and you just encourage him hey man you know don't worry get to the next play um you know let's just get out of this game and and then you know pete will step in and do something as he did like i said when he sat sat brooks for a series or two and put barton in I, i'm just wondering if, it, if there's anything that happens after the game though like during practice the next week is there any like hey man let's try to not get so many oh, oh we, is we it go, a room thing is oh we go over in the team meeting room pete will put up hey 10 penalties like and then like they'll keep a running tally of of uh penalties what you know what uh-huh. penalties were committed who who committed them just those things that kind of like so we can you know just keeps us all accountable yeah yeah what about uh we got to move on here to uh trey flowers what what to do about Trey Flowers, man? I look, I mo- much respect. He's an NFL professional athlete. I, mm-hmm. you know, he's accomplished things that I could only dream of. But uh, dude, it's it it's kind of become a liability out there, hasn't it? A little bit him at corner, and what are we gonna do? I mean, it it, it kind of has, and I, I feel bad because um, I know how difficult it is to play in the National Football League, um, and you know, you just wonder how is his confidence doing like because i mean he is a great athlete he's there every step of the way but at the the moment of impact or the or the moment of truth as we used to call it when a play needs to be made it's it's the other guy catching the ball and um so you just you wonder and then even unfortunately i think that might have even been him on the long run um you know it's tough to ask uh, anybody to step in front of that train uh called derrick henry but yeah 
I believe uh, that was him that was supposed to pin the hip. Yeah. In real time, while watching the game at uh, 2.10 p.m., I texted you Trey Flowers. At 2.36 p.m., I texted you Trey Flowers. I just texted his name. At uh, 3.17 p.m., I texted Trey Flowers. And then at 3.57 p.m., I texted you Trey Flowers, parentheses, Henry Run. So, like, just in real time while watching the game, it was just like every time something would happen, it was like, oh, no, there he is again. And like you said, I feel for him, you know, and he knows all eyes are on him. But it just we got picked up Sidney Jones, picked Mm -hmm. up Les Austin. I mean, time to give one of those other guys a chance. Yeah, I think they're just getting them caught up to speed and, you know, depending on. I don't know if it was like maybe a COVID protocol or what, that they're just getting them in the building and, you know, before they just throw them out there and say, hey, you know, go play cover three, go play, you know, man coverage. So, Well, let's talk about that Henry run for a second, speaking of Trey Flowers, because, I mean, dude, we we were great against Derrick Henry in the first half. He had like 30-something yards and everything Mm -hmm. was going great. And then he just went off in the second half. They were down 15. They continued running it. Um, a total offense, we gave up 538 yards total. Yeah. Um, but we gave up 212 yards on the ground rushing, um, mm-hmm. to the whole team, of course. But Derrick Henry had the lion's share of that. And that big monster run, I think we have the clip of it. Um, and yeah. you'll, you'll see Flowers. So, so here it is. They're all down on the line of scrimmage. There's that stick defense where we got everybody at the line of scrimmage. So he doesn't need much daylight to, to see, to find a crease. But I believe it was Taylor that dove into the backfield. And when, you know, it declares that easy, like, or that, we'll see it again when it, when it re- loops again. Um, so when he makes it bubble, and when I say bubble, that Derek's got to go around the top, you know, because it's a handback. They fake right, he comes back over the top left. And when he stutters his feet, that is the time, that is the only time that you see uh, Penn in the hip right here. You got to take his legs out right there, like three yards deep in the backfield. And, you know, if you're pinning the hip and you're, you're getting there, pinning the hip just means closing the space. Then you're going to get a tackle for loss. And as routine as that is, this guy, I don't think people appreciate at 245, 250 pounds, he has home run speed. I haven't seen many people catch this guy. And so, and this is one of our best tacklers, digs. Almost didn't get a hand on him, you know. So and and people were taking bad angles of him all day. I mean, you got to give credit to Derrick Henry, but Jamal Adams took a bad angle every once in a while. Would get too far up the field, and yeah, no, Henry, he just he's what can you say? He's he's an All Pro and a Pro Bowler and an All World running back for a reason, you know. He is incredible, and I didn't realize he was as quick as he is and fast. Like just that move right there. Like I said, that you know, it's a corner that. If that's anybody else, he closes the speed. He makes the tackle for a loss. But it's Derrick Henry, and he's that quick. How many yards rushing do you think the Seahawks had as a team? Oh. The, the uh, Titans had two twelve. What do you think the Seahawks had? Um, fifty. Seventy-seven. Oh, okay. Pleasantly surprised then, because I didn't think we had that. Twenty-five of it was Alex Collins on one oh. run. <laughs> A 25-yard average. and uh, Oh, man, ridiculous. Let's, it, put him, let's put him on the bench. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another stat from producer Kate. <clears throat> uh, 160 of 182 of Derrick Henry's total yards were after contact. Oh, my God. 160 of 182. That's insane. <laughs> 160 after contact. 160 yards after a Seahawk hit him. 
Dude, guys, how sore does that guy got to be? That's I, I mean, mean, dude, the time <laughs> the times where he was stopped immediately must have been when Bobby Wagner hit him because if yeah. anyone else hit him, he was bouncing off and running right into the end zone. Oh my god, that yeah, that's that's incredible. That's an insane set right there. Um, looking around the rest of the uh, NFC West here, let's move on um, and just check it out. Uh, oh, look, the NFC West went three and one last weekend. We were the only loss. Mm. Last place. Everybody else won. <laughs> it's depressing. Come on, man. Uh, the Cardinals The Cardinals won, beat the Vikings on a last-second field goal that the Vikings mm. missed. Uh, the Niners, you know, they won. The Rams won again, and yeah, we didn't, so. We're in last place after two weeks, and we're going to play the Vikings coming up next week. So, so yep. that was our look around the West. <laughs> Let's move to our zone in segment. Zone in CBD, the best CBD in the game. It's Lofa's company, but it's also, it is the best. I mean, you'd go to their website, zoneincbd.com, sign up for the subscription, whether it's a tincture, uh, a capsule, the, uh, the, what else you got? Creams. Yeah, we have a topical, topical, yes. yes, and then and then we have uh, energy mix, all kinds of stuff over there, and you can just sign up for the subscription. It shows up at your doorstep. You don't have to worry about it or think about reordering or anything. So uh, zone in cbd.com. The promo code is still the same, Lofa, unless you've changed it. I have not. Believe it or not, I have not. B L E A V. Get 20% off at zoneincbd.com. Let's zone in on Lofa's alma mater quickly. Clay Helton out as head coach. The search for a head coach continues at USC. Uh, What do you got to say there, Trojan boy? Man. um, Trojan man. Um, I don't don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words. Uh, We did have a strong performance against the Cougs after down Um, 14-0. It's the Cougs. They could. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. But you said they cooked it. Uh, so, but then to come back and put 45 unanswered, uh, that freshman quarterback looks, you know, every bit the part when they were saying he's one of the best. And uh, hopefully, Slovis is okay. I know well, we what did him. you think about when you heard the news of the Clay Hilton firing? Um, yeah. Where was I? I forget where I was. <clears throat> I think I was at a golf tournament and like just got like 20 or 30 text messages and uh it's uh my thoughts are like okay not surprised you know um it's and i think who is it joe clatt or somebody did a, a segment and it was pretty much what he said summed up he was like it was always just good enough to retain your job always good and clay Helton's like like joe said one of the best you know guys in the business in terms of not just offensive play card, but off the field as a human being, he's just a great man. And so um, your heart goes out to him for that. But, you know, we college football is better when SC is in the picture or, or somebody from the pack, but you know, yeah, I'm no, a little I biased. Agree. I agree. Little... Even though I'm not a, you know, I'm a Husky yeah. fan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, come on. USC is one of the blue bloods of college football for sure. So, um, you know, where do we go from here? We'll see. Uh, it was a very convincing win. I don't care if it was the Cougs, but it just it looked like there was a lot of restored like energy and passion to that sideline. Yeah. I mean, guys going nuts. This is a this is a kid that hasn't had any snaps, and he's thrown into a game down fourteen nothing, and comes away with a forty five fourteen victory. Like so, that's that and the combination of coaching is pretty damn impressive. I don't care who you're playing. Who do you want to see be the next coach? Well, 
I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Dante continue to get his chance, Dante Williams, and just see what he does, right? Um, you know, I don't think we should just right away start the search because we do have, you know, maybe just a change at the top was needed, you know? A different perspective or voice being heard in that meeting room could be more powerful, right? And so we that first win was pretty convincing for me, especially going down on the road, 14 nothing in your debut, both the quarterback and the coach. And rallying the troops to, to come away with 44, 45 unanswered, that was impressive. So, but if I had my choice, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, which I hope it does with, with Dante, I hope he gets his real chance. Um, Chris Richard, this is a guy that was there at Pete's first dynasty at SC, the start of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he Chris was the, the senior class that, you know, carried the message. And then once the NFL, he came back and coached um, several years with Pete at SC before jumping to the NFL and then started the Legion of Boom. Yep. And, you know, another eight to 10 year stretch of dominance. Yep. And so Premier, yep. I'm pretty sure he, you know, he's uh, mm-hmm. zoned in on all his skills as, as a head coach. And he's just waiting for his opportunity. He's uh, he's over in New Orleans right now. And, um, and I mean, I've coached, played with him, coached with him. Guy's an unbelievable pro. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see how things develop over there with the Trojans. But mm-hmm. for now, that's a wrap on the Seahawks podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Check us out on our social media at Believe in Seahawks. We'll get into more about the final score prediction challenge that we're going to start over there on Instagram on uh, the next episode this week, which will be the preview of the matchup versus the Vikings. So we'll see in a couple days for that episode of the podcast. Emails Seahawkspod at gmail.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Bet Online, Balance 7, Play Action Pools, and Zone in CBD. Lofa, break us down. Here we go. Fight on on three. Do I make you do that? Would I'll you do that? that? Dude, Would you? Both? Listen, our Seahawks need to hear that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was twofold, right? It wasn't just for my guys at SC. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not putting two fingers in the air though. You I don't have to. I, I don't know why you guys are always telling everyone you're number two. It's still weird. Oh, I'm not gonna God. do that. But I'll yell out the words if you want. It's almost like the cheetah throwing up his peace sign when he's like, "Yo, y'all losers, I'm out." Uh, but there you go. Put it up in the air. Like, yeah, whether you're a Trojan fan or, you know, a Hawk fan, which is, is a Hawk podcast. We do need to fight on right now because it's going to be okay. This guy's not following. We're going to do the damn thing this week. Fight on on three. One, two, three. Fight, fight on. Fight on. Seahawks. And Trojan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.